Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all lower today. S&P down three points to 24.36, a drop of one-tenth of one percent, so stocks slipping from records. The Dow down 22 points, down one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ down 10, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down 6.30 seconds, yield 2.18 percent. Gold up a dollar sixty to 12.81, higher by one one tenth of one percent. West Texas Intermediate crude down twenty-eight cents a barrel to forty-seven thirty-eight, a drop there of six tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet, with a Bloomberg Business News Flash right here on Bloomberg. So we want to talk about. Uh, the hotel industry, they've been working pretty hard, and I was just seeing that hotel occupancy is up year over year, the U.S. hotel industry. Anthony Capuano is Executive Vice President, Chief Global Development Officer at Marriott International in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. And you're in town for the NYU International Hospitality Industry Investment Conference. It's a mouthful. It sure is, <laughs> What's everybody talking about when it comes to the hospitality industry? Well, I think they're talking about a few things. I think they're talking about their continued cautious optimism. Uh, they're talking about RevPAR growth. Why is everybody cautious? Well, I think they see news stories every day about things like travel bans. It causes them some concern. Uh, but I think that concern is largely mitigated when they hear optimism around GDP growth, about infrastructure investment. I think the president signed a, an airport-related uh, piece of legislation today for increased investment in airport infrastructure. And I think even though you hear a lot of discussion about supply growth, after seven or eight years of really extraordinary demand growth, we're finally getting back to historical norms in terms of supply growth in the U.S. So what does this mean in terms of what you guys are actually seeing? I mean, in terms of reservations and your numbers, I mean, there's that soft data and then there's the hard data. I care about the hard data. Yeah, well, demand continues to be very strong. At the end of the first quarter, we reported global RevPAR growth of just over 3%, which Mm -hmm. was slightly ahead of of consensus estimates for RevPAR growth. And we continue to see strong demand in most parts of the world. Who's who's coming in? Who's your typical or where are you seeing the demand growth? Uh, the good news is from almost everywhere. Uh, we continue to see strong domestic business travel. Mm-hmm. We continue to see very strong leisure demand. Uh, we continue to see big uh, growth in international uh, visitors, especially from Asia Pacific and China in particular, and group continues to, to move along quite well. What do you do, Tony, in terms of the administration stuff and the travel, the, you know, travel bans, potential travel bans, the pushback, you know, where people, that's where the soft data, where people are afraid to maybe come into the country? Well, I think we do a, th- a few things. Or leave I the think, country. Yeah. I think because of the strength of our distribution internationally, We continue to educate outbound travelers on what our brands represent, what our service culture is. And then I think domestically, you look at our CEO, Arnie Sorensen's involvement in things like Brand USA, the amount of lobbying we do to make it easier to visit the United States. I think we put a lot of effort and energy in terms of 
educating the American consumer and our, our uh, political environment on the strength and benefits of travel. But fear is very powerful, and that can stop people, certainly if they're worried if they're going to leave the country to go visit one of your you know, properties overseas that they might not get back. You don't see any evidence of that? Not yet. I mean, we maybe a bit of anecdotal, but even after some of the terrible, tragic events we've seen in mm-hmm. certain major gateway cities around the world, mm-hmm. um, we, we've seen the, the demand patterns be very resilient. And I think at its core, especially as the middle class grows around the world, people want to travel. They want to experience these extraordinary gateway cities. Let's talk about that, because I feel like... When we look at spending trends, we constantly hear this thing, you know, okay, nobody wants to spend on things. They want to go places. They want to experience things. That's kind of my my feeling, too, but I do still spend on things, too. I mean, are you really seeing that in in the numbers? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think despite, um, you know, some, some fairly flat economic indicators to see continued strong single-digit RevPAR growth mm-hmm. around the world, I think is quite indicative, especially because so much of that RevPAR growth is occupancy gains versus average rate gains. Uh, wow. Which I think is quite indicative of continued strength of demand. Tell me about the conversation that you guys are having with the new administration. My understanding from your CEO, who was on uh, Bloomberg, I think Daybreak Americas this morning, uh, he said that he met one time with Gary Cohn. Um, so there is a little bit of a, a dialogue. What's the message you're trying to get across to the administration? And are they listening? Do you really feel like they're listening? Yeah, I think the, the second question is a better question for them. I can tell you what we're saying. And I think what we're saying is reminding them of the value of the travel industry in terms of job creation. We think when we look at inbound visitor travel, it's creating about two and a half million jobs in the U.S. And so we want to make sure they continue to focus on that. We want to continue to make sure they recognize the impact of travel uh, on export numbers. And I think lastly, we want to continue to to emphasize the importance of driving that brand USA, wanting international visitors to want to come and experience all that the U.S. has to offer. Are you worried that brand USA is being tarnished? I think we worry about anything that either private sector or public sector does that indicates to prospective travelers that they're not welcome here. We want there to be a public policy that indicates, of course, we want to focus on security of the U.S., but we want to make people feel welcome and, and encourage them to come visit the U.S. Um, you know, I look at the hospitality space, and I do feel like there's lots of choices out there. Um, what do you do to kind of set yourself apart? Well, I think your your use of the word choice is interesting. When we've talked about some of the factors that caused us to do this Starwood transaction, mm-hmm. a lot of the driver was around choice. Choice for our customers, choice for our owners and franchisees, and choice for our associates. Having 30 brands, I think, gives us enormous opportunities to offer all of those constituents. You don't find that... Do you feel like you need to consolidate any of those brands? No, we've been pretty public that yeah. among the most attractive elements of Starwood was the fact that we could bring those brands into the fold. Now, we've got lots of work to do to make sure we are giving a well-articulated description of the relative positioning of each of those 30 brands. Right. And with a stack of brands that big, that's certainly uh, 
not an insignificant task. But we like having that breadth of portfolio. I always wonder when there's – because I've done this to some of the hospitality uh, companies, and I'm like, you have so many brands. Like, you know, first of all, how do you keep track? How do you make them really that much different? Mm -hmm. And is there some – you know, do you have different brands, different names? And I understand there's levels of, of sure. you know, what you're offering up to the consumer. But do you often do it so that if somebody has a bad experience at this one, they can go to another one of your property and not realize that there's a connection? No, I, I know think it's, it's silly, more but... around the diversity of, of travelers out there. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's like anything else. There's some people that like blue shirts and some people that like red shirts. There are some people that like very traditional design. There are others that like really sort of edgy um, design. There's some that like more of a European sensibility. Right. And you'd like to, to satisfy all of those various consumer preferences. You want to have a full menu. Um, when you look out at the horizon, what worries you the most that could impact your industry? Just got about 30 seconds here. Yeah, I think a few things. Uh, certainly you worry about um, this pattern we're seeing of continued sort of lone wolf terrorist events, which yeah. which strike fear into the hearts of, of folks that want to travel. It's awful. Uh, it's off on a lot of different mm-hmm. levels. I Great. think um, certainly when you hear rhetoric around p- prospective trade wars with Mexico, Germany, yeah. um, you know, it is a, a very global business. And you want folks to feel welcome, irrespective of what their source country is. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank Tony, you. Tony Capuano. He is Executive Vice President, Chief Global Development Officer at Married International in our New York studio. Ed Baxter in our San Francisco hey. studio. We could talk about where we want to go, but where do we want to go with Bloomberg Best? Well, we want to go. Uh, well, <laughs> I'd rather talk about where we want to go. No, actually, uh, Mr. Summers, Larry Summers, he calls uh, Mr. Trump first post-rational president. All right. Let's